Hey there, before we get started, I always forget to say this. Would you please go and take a moment and rate and review the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's super helpful, it helps people find the show, and it also gives me good feedback on how I can be making the show better, or how I can continue to be awesome. That was uncomfortable for me to say. Okay, thanks for doing that. All right, now we'll get started. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. We We hope hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) Well, thank you, even Lucy, and thank you for coming back. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. That's me. It's nice to meet you, maybe see you back here again. On this show, we are going to find ways to traverse this life together. Some of those ways will be random and small. Some will be big and brave and scary. And we will certainly fail because we are not perfect. Oh, come on. Because we are not perfect, we are just doing our best. Now is probably as good a time as any to let you know that this show is live. So when you hear me (laughs) mess up things like the main opening of the show, you'll know that it is live. Um, I do this live because I think it's really important uh, to kind of like pull down the veil between us. I don't want you to think that this is edited or me being some perfect version of myself. Nothing wrong with edited shows. I love edited shows. But for this particular show, I think it is helpful to not be edited. So it's live. Um, I also wanted to tell you that uh, last week we had a pretty intense conversation um, about self-harm and uh, we got to speak with Katie from To Write Love on Her Arms and I asked you all, asked me to give to To Write Love on Her Arms, an incredible organization that provides counseling for people who could not otherwise afford it or just need some help. Um, and uh, I thought maybe we'd raise like, I don't know, 500 or or $1,000 as of the recording of this show, we're, we're almost at $5,000, um, which is just unbelievable. So many of you have given, there have been so many people that have given 10, 20 bucks, some people anonymously giving, people giving a hundred plus. I just, it, your generosity is incredible. And uh, we will talk to, I'm sure, to write love on our arms again soon to just kind of talk about what all of this means and how we can continue to engage. So if you want to give, I think the fundraiser lasts like another day or two. Uh, maybe to like October 1. Anyhow, the link is in the show notes. Would love for you to give if you haven't yet. And I think they're matching donations up until a certain point. Ah, you'll figure it out. Um, so there's that. Uh, today, also, we are going to, it's just going to be me the whole time. And uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to answer some of your questions here at the end. Some just random questions that didn't make their way into an article, but wanted to make sure that you got a proper response. So With that, we will begin on uh, the main section of our show. Issue 5, September 29th, 2022. Headline, Winter is Coming. I'm not sure how the conversation started, but somehow the Koffeltz family began chatting about our favorite seasons. Lucy chimed in first with summer, because summer means swimming pools and hanging out with friends, which is very on brand for her. And Brianne said spring, which in my opinion is perfect for her, because spring is beautiful and positive and full of life. Eve said fall because of goodies like pumpkin muffins. Pumpkin muffins. <laughs> and Eve loves herself a goodie. Important note, nothing is really ever pumpkin flavored because pumpkin tastes like a mealy old squash. 
What we really mean is that we like the combination of sugar, cinnamon, ginger nutmeg, allspice, and cloves, which we now call pumpkin. Anyhow, I finally went uh, and said that my favorite season is winter, which of course it is because I'm a sad little boy who likes to hunker into a warm set of dark feelings. <laughs> but it was then after I said winter that the family realized that all four of us had picked different seasons, which led Brianne, who again is positive and full of life, to declare that each one of us would get to plan fun things for the first day of, quote, our season. Brian is always finding reasons to celebrate, and we're all better for it. On the first day of fall, per Eve's guidance, the house was decorated in orangey-brown Halloween things, and Eve made apple cookies that I finished without asking anyone if they wanted one, with zero shame. They were totally worth it. See, for most of my life, I've been a Floridian and, moreover, a Central Floridian, meaning that seasons are basically summer and summer plus. I'm not ripping on Florida climate, as many tend to do. I love the warm evenings of July and riding bikes to the park on Christmas Day. But the one thing I never loved was the sameness of it all. When July and December are only separated by a sweatshirt that you have to take off at noon, there are no seasons. But I think we need seasons, or at least I do. On the aforementioned first day of Eve's fall in Virginia, the fig tree dropped piles of big, crunchy leaves right on cue. Around the corner of our house, the dogwood tree that brought us so much joy with its white petals in April revealed its first orange leaves. And the yard that I was cutting every six days during the summer now looked just as it did when I mowed two weeks earlier. In short, the earth was slowing down, changing, and preparing. And as many of you may have guessed, this is where our metaphor begins. Using the word season has become synonymous with not saying a lot of other things. It's a convenient word that I've used that often acts as a quick substitute for an unknown period of time. Yet it has also become a sort of shorthand for softening the reality of what may be actually happening. Right? It's not a season of health issues. Sorry. It's not a season of health issues. It's a total shitstorm of fear and exhaustion as your kid battles cancer again. It's not a season of reflection. It's a white knuckling while you go to counseling and try to avoid hurting people more time. It's not a season of change. It's falling off a cliff and not sure where the bottom is. Seasons are unavoidable, yet crucial. Because like the fig tree that appears to be dying, it's actually most alive as it does the hard work of protecting itself against the freeze that's coming. Yet at the same time, I recently cut down a cedar tree that once stood as a 40-foot tall beacon of welcome in our front yard. What seemed like a seasonal shedding of leaves was actually a last gasp from not getting enough water in the previous summer's drought. The fig tree and the cedar tree. Both doing the same thing, but one is thriving and the other one is gone. I'm sure we are all in some kind of seasons right now. Maybe it's hard to name and you simply say season. Maybe it's so joyful that you hope time slows down so that these days will never end. Maybe you're in a restorative time or maybe you feel something slipping away. Maybe you're thriving. Maybe you're gasping. Or maybe you and I don't know. For me, as I feel the fall air, 
All I can do is try to be where I am today. I'm grateful for the summer, but tired of sweating all the time. I love winter, but I'm happy that the light is still out at 7 p.m., that the sun is still shining at 7 p.m. That's the thing about living in seasons. I'm keenly aware, and I feel, that the world is restoring, preparing, living and dying, and only able to be exactly where it is today. Okay. Thank you for thinking about seasons with me. I like that one. Um, and, you know, we're going to do something fun. I think it's fun for the free skate. Um, I've gotten a lot of questions and some of them are going to make their way into articles. Some, some of them maybe I'm not even ready to talk about yet, but some of them I'd love to just answer now. So I'm, it's just me today for the free skate answering some of your questions. And I hope they're helpful. So the first one I got is from Tracy. Tracy writes, Tracy with an I. I don't I like that spelling. It says, hi, Eddie. I'm wondering if you can update us on your new job. Hasn't met your expectations. Thank you, Tracy. I am not sure where we left off, Tracy, but I know that um, maybe on old podcast, Annie and Eddie keep talking, or maybe on Annie's show recently, I talked about going through some job transitions. And yes, I used to work at International Justice Mission and loved my time there and still have some extremely close friends there and support iJam and think it's the best, but also just knew after seven years, I think the work was done. Do I transition transition to a role at an organization that I'm not going to name? Because I only worked there for four months and it did not go well. Um, yeah, probably shouldn't say more about it. Nothing mysterious, but I just haven't thought enough about it. But I will probably write about that someday. But that was hard for me because I worked at that place for less time than I worked at a video store in a high school, which I guess dates me. There were video stores, but it was super fun and West Barlow worked there. So it was awesome. Anyway, uh, so I only worked at that place for four months and found myself a little bit lost and then found an opportunity at Bread for the World and uh, love it there. Just am building a great community there. Have been there for about a year and get to be a part of their communications and marketing team. Recently just went through a full rebranding process with them, which was super fun because you end up rebuilding it all. So go to bread.org, see the work that we've all done together, read more about Bread for the World. And yeah, I really like it a lot. So Tracy, thanks for asking that question. Emily asks, Eddie, I love this question. You, Eddie, you seem so uncomfortable with being in a public space, which I think is an appropriate response for most people, yes. What is the benefit of a so-called normal or average person offering their thoughts publicly? Just to be clear, I think it's great and would love to hear from more average people uh, that are comfortable sharing their opinion than all the ones that are comfortable sharing their opinions online. Emily, that's a good question. So yeah, I mean, okay, so I am uncomfortable to a degree. But at the same time, I did choose to create a podcast that no one asked me to create. I did choose to post it. I did choose to create a newsletter. I did choose to do all this. So I think my discomfort in some ways is a mask because I actually might be more comfortable with it all than I want to be. And I think that that kind of plays with the role of ego in my life. To what degree do I actually kind of love it? To what degree might I actually kind of need the attention? Uh, <laughs> so I go back and forth a lot. And to be honest, that's why I was locked in not starting my own show for such a long time uh, and really liked having a partner, uh, you know, in in doing a show with someone else or, you know, with, with a crew full of people or with Annie. Um, and so doing my own thing uh, has been difficult exactly because of what you just said. Like, I, 
you know, like, what's the benefit of a normal or average person offering their thoughts publicly? And to be honest, Emily, I don't know. I don't honestly know. I don't know if this is helpful. I don't know. And you, you may feel like, oh, yes, I'm, I want to email you and tell you it's helpful. Like, I, I appreciate it. You all have been very affirming. But I don't know why anybody chooses to do these kinds of things. I don't know why somebody posts their opinions online. I don't know why we tweet. I don't know why we put something out there into the world. But here's what I do know. Uh, one, um, this is really helpful for me. I am at my core a writer. And I am also a person that needs pressure or it will be kind of lazy. And so because I told you I would send you something every Thursday, I'm writing more now than I ever have. The podcast is really just a vehicle to point to the writing. The newsletter is the main piece of this because I want to be writing consistently. It's good for my brain. It's good for my processing. It's good for my life. Um, and it is my creative outlet. So part of this is I'm using you in a way to fulfill something creatively for myself. And I hope, uh, well, I really hope that's okay. And maybe as a benefit of it, and maybe because I've done a lot, lot of hours of podcasting, maybe this can actually be helpful to you. And I guess maybe that's the metric that all of us should run it. Like you ask Emily, what's the benefit of a normal person offering their thoughts publicly? Typically I'd say nothing, but maybe it is helpful. And maybe we do share something that matters. And maybe we help each other, encourage each other in our journey, or we share a fact or a joke that someone didn't know. I think we have a lot to learn from each other. And that's all we've ever had is each other to learn from. And maybe kind of the public forum will get more and more civil. And uh, maybe you listening to this podcast is worth your time. So I'm kind of rambling now. But Emily, it was a good question. I appreciate it. Amy writes, and this is the last one for today. Amy writes, how do you navigate acknowledging hurtful experiences or situations from childhood where parents would, f would be at fault while knowing they did the best they could with what they had? But more than that, how do you speak or write about that when they're still alive to hear and read your thoughts? Amy, core of the onion kind of question there, Amy. Yeah, so uh, a couple pieces to that. One, um, this the filter that I use in this show is that I'm going to talk about me or things I'm interested in uh, with great freedom. But where it intersects with other people's story, I am going to use great discretion. And so I'm really careful. I'm really careful even about how I, even just in the season's opening paragraph today, I spent as much time writing about a conversation that my family had that, than I did the entire rest of the article because I just want to make sure that I am being really respectful of them and that this isn't their project. This is my project that they happen to be a part of every once in a while because they're a critical part of my life. And so uh, the conversation, Amy, about my family and things that might be shared about my family or other people, uh, I, I will treat with the same dignity. At the same time, this is still my life. And, um, and I, I, I do acknowledge that most people have done the best they could with what they had. But I also know that there is a certain level of not quite accountability, but there's a certain level of honesty with which I am choosing to approach my life. And sometimes that's going to mean that where my story intersected with someone else's may be difficult for the someone else. But I hope it's respectful. I know it's really honest. And I hope that I'm not spilling the tea on them as much as I am reflecting back how our interactions kind of affected 
each other and how it may be helpful for you. And then when in doubt, I'm going to just not write it. So that's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot more I haven't said than I will say. And I am just going to I mean, not to be cliche, but this is what I was thinking is I'm going to just do the best I can with it. Um, And hopefully if anybody, my parents or otherwise are alive to hear it, which they are, everybody's alive to hear it. Right. That at least they will feel as though it's fair. And I guess that's the best I can do. Hmm. Amy, a lot of rambling in that answer, probably because you were hearing me think about it in real time. But I appreciate you asking it, and I appreciate you putting that thought into my brain even more. And I will continue to ponder it. And for all of you, if you have questions, comments, even pushback, feel free to reach out to me. I love hearing from you, and we get to place some of the messages. You can leave a message. You can email me. All that is at eddiekoffoltz.com. Okay, we're going to get rid of this music and do the bye-bye music. Bye-bye music. What am I, like four? Oh, my gosh. Nope, wrong one. There we go. Yeah, there's a wrap-up music. Um, newsletter dropped today. Uh, in it, I talk about, uh, in addition to, of course, the seasons that I just chatted about, I talk about my most recent obsession, which has actually been a year-long obsession with a, a company called Sunday. It's a subscription lawn care nutrient company. <laughs> I went full dad mode today. I didn't even care. And I straight up talk about this uh, this company and how I love it and how my lawn is greener and all that good stuff. So if you're into lawns, <laughs> for all my dads out there... Um, if you're into lawns, uh, listen to or go and read the newsletter. They also, I reached out to them when I knew I was going to be writing about it. And they sent us a promo code that I used. I just used my own promo code and it was great. So go to eddiekoffoltz.com and subscribe to the newsletter and you can read today's newsletter. It is posted there. Like I said before, you can leave me a message or drop a line. Links are below. Or you can go to, uh, yeah, eddiekoffoltz.com has everything. As always, Uncle Jimmy edited the newsletter and I appreciate it and I really appreciate you Uh, thanks for being here thanks for listening to me chat for the entirety of what an 18 minute show with that I'm going to leave you I'm already hard at work on next week's next week's if you're still listening the giveaway starts next week we got a good one next week let's just say my coffee people need to come back next week Uh, look forward to seeing you then on the very next edition of doing the best we can 